Hey, what's going on, champs? I'm Aaron Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrant's Life podcast. My podcast is about immigrants, immigration, and everything in between. And like what Michael Jordan said when he came out of retirement, I'm back. Another week, another brand new episode. For the regulars, thank you for sticking around. You guys are awesome. And for the new listeners, welcome. Take off your jacket, sit down, relax. This is going to be a fun one. Like I mentioned at the top, this is an Immigrants Life podcast. We are available on all listening platforms, even on YouTube. And if you'd like to know what the upcoming episode is going to be about, or if you want to see some cool pictures, videos, or if you want to know a little bit more about our guests, current or prior, you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at An Immigrant's Life. And by the way, I've been noticing that more of you have been listening more on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That's pretty cool. Thank you. Again, I appreciate that. For the Apple listeners, though, if you could do me a solid and give the podcast a five-star rating and a cool-ass review, that'll be fantastic. It's the best way to support the podcast for free. And to be honest, Apple really cares about those reviews and the five stars. So please. So, and that's the appetizer. Now let's get to the main meal. This episode is a belated Mother's Day special, and our guest today is one badass mommy. Her story and how COVID changed her perspective in life is one positive story that came out from this horrible pandemic. So, without further ado, let's get into the show. Isa, dalawa, tatlo. Today, my guest is an inspiration to all moms and women. She's a dancer, a health freak, and a great mother. She's as vivacious as Vanessa Hudgens and as congenial as Angel Loxine. Everyone, please welcome Alma Alzate. Hi, guys. My name is Alma. Um, I'm from the Philippines, and now I live in Montreal, Canada. Hey, thank you for that, Alma. And thank you for coming on the podcast. My pleasure. How's going? Everything's good. It's Saturday night. (laughs) (laughs) Relaxing. Drinking your cocktail. Yeah. Rum and (laughs) Coke. (laughs) Oh, rum and Coke. My God. I remember rum and Coke when I used to go out downtown. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the only thing I drink. That's the only thing I know. I don't really drink rum and Coke. I don't know. Like for some reason tonight, I have the, I don't know. I crave it. Mm. Is that your favorite or which, which drink do you, is your favorite? I drink wine almost every night. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes. you cannot find happiness at the bottom of the bottle, right? <laughs> it's okay. I'm happy even uh, not but the bottom of the bottle already. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm always happy. You know that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, you are. Do you drink red or white? Red. What's your favorite one? Um, I always buy the ones uh, from California, Pinot mm. Noir. That's my favorite. Which one is that? Pinot Noir from oh, California. Because okay. it's it's not that bitter. It's a bit sweet, but not very sweet. Mm. Yeah, that's good. I like Menage a Trois. Oh, okay. That's from California. Yes. But oh, I love that one. it's very sweet because oh. I think there's 13 grams of sugar. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of sugar. It is a lot of sugar. Mm-hmm. But I'm Filipino, you know, so we I love know. sugar. <laughs> <laughs> we drink gin with the <laughs> two sachets of uh, pomelo, pomelo juice. <laughs> oh my God, those days. That was terrible. Mm-hmm. So you're here because I want to talk about your immigration life. And obviously, we're going to start from the start. Which part of the Philippines were you from? I was born in Isabela, but I grew up in Valenzuela, in Manila. Mm. Metro Manila. How old were you when you moved to Manila? Oh, I was a baby. Mm. Okay. With your family? Yeah, the whole family. Why? Uh, well, my mom and my dad started working in Manila for my, um, my aunt. She runs um, um, construction business, 
and my dad you uh, my dad worked as um construction worker um a driver like all around guy for my aunt mm -hmm. and my mom worked as a secretary for that company mm, it's a family business yes that's good so did you have a good life in the philippines I would say yes, but because my mom and my dad passed away hmm. um, very early, my mom passed away when I was 10, and then Ooh. five years later, my dad passed away. So I lived with my, I have five brothers, and I lived with my brothers like a few months living with my brother here. Then next year, I lived with my other brother or my aunt because... Hmm. You know, no parents at all. It's very mm. hard, and Man. I felt like I felt like I didn't have a permanent home. Mm -hmm. yes. Wow, that's tough. Yeah. How many siblings do you have in total? We're seven, and I'm the youngest. But when my mom passed away, after a year or two, my dad fell in love with our with someone else. Stepmom. <laughs> and she got pregnant. Yes, and now we have. I have a stepbrother. So total eight. Eight, yeah. Do you have a sister? My sister, yeah. My sister is the, um, we're two girls and five boys. So my sister is the oldest and I'm the youngest. Mm. And did you have a good childhood? Yeah, 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 yeah. What did you I used to a... do? Well, I played, you know, like the usual Filipino games. Um, I was already a tomboy, but mm. with makeup on, my mom's makeup. <laughs> <laughs> so I would like come home from school, play with my mom's makeup, and mm. then go outside and play with the boys. Really? So, <laughs> Why? Yes, yes. I don't know. That's me. I had a very, very good childhood, yeah. You just like playing with the boys? They're more... Because um, with the girls, it's always the Barbies and... Um, um by kubo you know i don't mm -hmm. i don't want to be the mommy i want to be like i, I want it um, action you know <laughs> i don't want to be the mom taking care of the baby mm -hmm. i like um jumping and uh, boxing you know you like being physical yeah mm, that makes sense that makes sense yeah like climbing the climbing the trees a tree Three in the afternoon, you know, when my mom was looking for me because, you know, at three in the afternoon, you have to, to take a nap. But me, no, I'm climbing the tree with my boys. <laughs> That's right. In Philippines, we do siesta. Yeah. We love the siesta. I hated it. I know, me too. That's why <laughs> I, I, sneak, I sneak out. It's funny because I like that you said that because growing up, I grew up with my grandma and grandpa. Okay. Mm. It's my grandpa who loves siesta. So after lunch, he will, call, will, he will round us up, me, my, my brother, my siblings, and my cousins. And he will force us to sleep. I hated it, obviously, because oh. I just want to play, right? Yeah. Here's the funny thing. And you said that you, you tried to escape. What, what I do is, because obviously, if you, don't sleep, if you don't take the siesta, you get beat, right? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> in the Philippines, they believe that if you take a nap, it'll make you taller for some reason. <laughs> like it's a magic formula. This is why I'm short right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess for me, it helped a little bit. <laughs> so the funny thing is when my grandpa, so we wait for him to fall asleep, okay? The thing was, my grandpa has one fake eye. He has one glass eye. He had an acid. Oh, really? So one of the, his eye is always open. And, uh, and what he does is he sleeps facing us. So we're thinking like, is this guy awake or is, this, is he sleeping? So we couldn't just <laughs> escape. We got to take our time. <laughs> and, oh a my few, God, <laughs> and a few times. So what I do is like, uh, you'll move side all up, like one quick movement. Because that will wake him up, right? If, it, if he is awake. So most of the time, you got to just go slow down until you escape. And then when you wake up, when he wakes up later, he'll say, hey, you escape again. I said, no, I just woke up earlier than you. However, there were times 
that we try to move and he's actually awake and he'll say, what the fuck you're doing? <laughs> oh. I know that was, that was torture for me, you know, taking that, taking a nap every single afternoon. No, mm. no. So that, that's why I would sneak out. But I know that even though I don't take a nap, and I come back, I would still get the smack on the bum bum. <laughs> I know it's going to happen. But still, I, you know, my vocabulary is have fun now and you'll suffer later. It's okay. At least you had fun. <laughs> uh, you're tough, man. But yeah, you're right. I tell that to my kids too. When I tell them like, hey, I got beat in the Philippines, you know. And they'll say, well, why do you still do what you did? You know, even though you're going to get beat. I was like, what are you going to do? <laughs> Sit down and do nothing? You got to have fun. Yeah. Right? That's funny. Thank you for that memory. Oh, man. <laughs> Rough, but it, it was fun. Yeah. So, I wish school, like, sorry, go Yeah, because I wish that the kids now, nowadays, hmm. still like experience that. But it's what, sad. Getting that they, beat? <laughs> not getting beat. Experience like being outside, you know, climb trees, enjoy with your friends, not mm -hmm. on gadgets, right? Mm -hmm. Well, okay, we're both parents, right? Are you okay? I mean, you could do it. You could push your, your kid to go outside and play. But would you? I do that a lot you of push times. Her by yeah. yourself? Not by herself. Mm. No. Or you make her go mm. to her friend's house. Yeah, and or I go with her. Yeah, but know, that doesn't count. Park. I know it's not as fun. I know. Yeah, like. It's... But in the Philippines, they still do it because in the Philippines, you know how it, you know how it is in the Philippines. There's a sense of community. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, if you're not watching your kid, some the neighbor will be watching your kid. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. You know, it comes with the, it comes with the it comes with the culture. So you had fun in in your elementary days. How about high school? High school, yeah, yeah. But because since my parents were already like not there, I was more like um, more responsible. Mm. Like, it's not just playing, you know? Like, I have to make sure to help my 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 aunts or my brothers or, you know, whoever I'm living with. It's it's not like, because I remember my other friends, my other classmates, they would go and have a party, but me, I have to help my, my aunt so mm -hmm. I could have money for school the next day, you know? Mm -hmm. Because these are not my parents. Probably if it were, were my parents, I would go to the party and still they would give me whatever I want maybe. Mm. but I have to work for what I what I need or what I want oh, so, so they... it's not as fun my mm. high school so they make you work for the money of course I don't know well, so they so you become like their nanny or their like not nanny lady? but you just not not like that but it's like just help help around you know you don't go partying you help around Mm, I, yeah, I see. I see that. Like, because you're you're living with them, yeah, and you'll feel bad if you go partying instead of helping exactly. out around the house. Yeah, mm, must be rough. Yeah, it was. Mm. How about college life? College was okay because I was. I found new friends, and they were like there to help me. And it's. I think I'm more like. I'm more like um, more independent, so I had to work so I could go to 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 school. Mm. And my sister, my sister has always been there for me. But mm. when you have your own family here in Canada, it's not as easy to just send money for your family, right? Mm -hmm. So, but she was helping me, and I, and then I had a job, and I go to school with my friends. So it was more okay than in high school. Mm. And where were you living then? In high school, I had to go back to the uh, province. Mm. Um, when my mom died, uh, I had to go back to the province because that's where my, my dad worked. And then um, after when my dad passed away, I had to go back to Manila to live with my brother, my other brothers. Mm -hmm. And it was okay. Like 
it was okay because I was more like going out, you know, um, enjoying what I discover mm. in Manila outside the, you know, just in outside school and just my 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 house. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. But you mentioned that you work. What kind of work did you do? I work in the factory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was hard. I had to put, you know, I, I don't know, the, the rugby. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you call mm -hmm. that in English. The um, glue. Yeah, glue. Like heavy-duty glue. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, had, I used to put that on the, the sole to put it, to stick it on the, like under the, the shoes. Oh. I was like 99, 98 pounds because... Smelling that every day is not good for your, <laughs> your health. You get high with that. Yeah. <laughs> so. And you didn't wear any like gas mask or anything or a mask? No, 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 no. Straight up, you're putting it all day with that? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> That's why you're always happy. I was like skin and bones. <laughs> oh my God. I remember I worked at that place for like a year and then I went to the to the province because uh, my aunt wanted to see me my because <clears throat> she wanted to give me money or wants to like you know just see me and say hi mm. my gosh when she saw me she was <laughs> crying crying she was like what's happening with you what happened you don't eat anymore it's because mm. of the the glue you know mm. What do you think? What What do you mean by because of the glue? Because it's not good for your for your body. It's mm -hmm. I don't know. When I started working there, I lost weight like crazy. I was ninety eight pounds. Mm -hmm. I was skin and bones. Mm -hmm. Wow, that yeah. that's crazy, man. You know, in the Philippines, it's you know, you work in the factory. They don't they don't have these protocols. You know, mm -hmm. like if you get sick because of work, that's it. You're fired. Like, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So after, did you graduate college in the Philippines? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. After that, did and you then, work again? No, because um, I came here. Mm. My, yeah, my, my sister migrated here, I think. Nine, that was 19, 1986. Mm-hmm. So she was able to to um, process my papers and finally got approved. So I came to Canada on 2000 and, 2005. 2005. Yeah. So how did, because you know, there are different ways how to support your family. And back then, it's more open. You can actually, did your sister supported you as a sibling or was there a way she found a way to bring you here my case was different because we didn't have i didn't have um, a parent we didn't have parents anymore hmm. so the only thing that she could do was to adopt me hmm. so that's the only thing that maybe the quebec government would accept so that's what she did. She adopted me and finally got accepted and I'm here. I don't know what really, what, what, she, I don't know what was the process really, mm -hmm. but I know that she adopted me by paper and that's how it got accepted. Oh, okay. But it took, I think, five years. Ooh. Yes. Yes. It was, it was long. Wow. But did you want to come here? Of course. Well, some people doesn't. Yeah. So when well, that happened, when you finally got that visa to, for you to come here in Canada, how did you feel? Well, I was very happy. That's for sure. Because life already in the Philippines is hard. Hmm. So I know that, you know, my life, my life's going to change once I got in Canada. You know, my sister is there. And I know, you know, I, I'm looking for that mother care. Mm -hmm. I know that my sister is going to be going to take care of me. Everything will be fine. I'll find a job. I'll earn dollars. That's mm -hmm. that's how I, I think. When you earn dollar, everything is fine. <laughs> yeah. The, I don't know if you had this. I remember when we came here, 
I knew, I felt, I felt it that life, I don't know, I'm just, I calmed down somehow and I felt like, oh, life is good now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, life is good now. Yeah. Now I still complain about my life, but back then, from that position in the Philippines to come here into Canada, you knew it's a different ball game. Yeah. Did you feel the way, that same yes. way? Yes. Yes, of course. Yeah. So when you came here, how old were you? Oh my gosh, I think I was 22. Twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Did you go to school? Yeah. No. I. That's why my sister was very mad at me because she wanted me to finish university here. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I worked right away because, you know, you want to earn your money. And you mm-hmm. want to buy this. You want to experience that. Mm-hmm. You have new friends. You see them with new clothes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to buy that too. So I didn't go to school here. I only took up um, French full-time. Mm. And how did it go? It was okay. I liked it. Did you Do you speak French now? or A little bit. Not very fluent. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned friends. Did, I mean, you're a very friendly person. How, but how was it difficult for you to find friends? And what kind no. of friends did you find? No, it wasn't difficult for me because we live in, you know, the, the how do you say this? The center of immigra- uh, immigrant uh, from the Philippines. Codenesh. Mm, Codenesh. Mm-hmm. So you, f- you meet friends there right away. You know, parties, you go to one party already, you meet friends, you go to another one. So that's how I met friends and they were okay. That's how I fa- found my, my first job here through friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you found Filipino friends, right? Yeah. Okay. Do do you think, and yes, it was good because they could teach you about the life in Canada. Yes. However, that do you think that's detrimental for you to appreciate the whole culture of Canada? What I mean by that is, you know, if you're with Filipinos, you're going to be just Filipino culture almost. Yeah. You're not going to meet, you're not going to meet like, uh, black culture or, or Indian culture or whatever else? You know, I didn't stay. At first, I stayed with my Fili- Filipino friends because mm. they're my, my friends. You know, I have not, I have maybe zero other, quote, other nationality friends. Mm. But then I know that I have to learn um, other culture. I have to be out there, not just in Filipino community. So when I started working, then I, f- I met uh, other people and, you know, made new friends and went out with them, you know, know, that, know them better. Mm-hmm. So that's how you, you learn other cultures mm-hmm. by meeting another people. What month did you come here? December. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How cold was it? I think that was mine. My, my, it was very cold. <laughs> oh. It was very cold. And how did you feel? Because it was still, you know, through the holidays, because I came here December 28th. Mm. So it was still festive, you know, parties here and there. Mm-hmm. So it was okay. But then after the holidays, I'm like, uh, it was it was boring, you mm-hmm. know. You can't go out. There's nothing else to do. So, but, but um, it was okay. Mm. So I'm sure you were homesick then. Yes. How did you deal with that? I was homesick, but not really. It's just I I I miss the the weather, you know. Mm. Um. I wasn't that homesick because in the Philippines, I was with my brothers, but they have their own family. So with my sister, I felt kind of at home already. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that hard. It wasn't that bad. It's just the weather because it was too cold for me. 
I want to do, you know me, I can't stay just inside the house. I have to go out. Mm -hmm. So it was hard for me. So what did you do when you're going through that? The weather is difficult. Did you, did you go out still anyway and hang out with your friends or just stayed home and just? I just stayed home. And yeah, well, like on, on, yeah, on weekends, I would go to my, my friends and then it was okay. You know, I got through it. Mm -hmm. Was there a time, what was your culture shock moment? I think it's the, it's the French. Because mm. English, it was okay. You know, in the Philippines, we already speak English. Mm -hmm. But the French, I, I had a hard time. Because when you go to the store, mostly, you know, mm. they would greet you in French. So I was, and then they would ask you questions in French. And I want to learn it right away. I want to like, I have that thing that what is, what are, what are they saying? Mm -hmm. But that, that was it. So you dealt with that by going to school. Yes. And learning the French language gave you some confidence and adjust with Canadian life? Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like I'm more, like I belong more to the community a little mm. bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I felt the same too. You just mm. like, you feel dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they're talking to you and you're like, I don't know what you're saying, yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't, don't want to look dumb in front of other people, you know? Mm -hmm. You mentioned that you still have family back home. Yes. And obviously, Filipinos are well known to be close to family. Mm -hmm. Do you still send money to the family back home? Yes. How often do you send? Mm. Now it's, well, since I had my, my daughter, it's not as often as before. Mm -hmm. Like before, every pay, paycheck, I have to send this, you know. Ooh. It's part of my budget. Is that um, from you? Did you decide that? Or you, they're like somehow making you feel guilty and send money? No, no. They, they would ask me and... I would send money because I'd I'd feel guilty if I don't, and also mm. I, you know, I'm I'm happy to to help my family. Mm. Yeah, sometimes I'm like I see Filipina standing in you know in the corner waiting for the bus, and I know she's going to work, mm -hmm. and I'm like, just like man, if those people that she, that she sends money to knows what she has to go through. Exactly. To send those money. It's easy easy for them to think that we live in Canada and life is easy. We earn dollars. You know, um, I need this. We need that. Or we're in the hospital. Can you send us money? You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's like money falls from the sky in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. they forget that we have dreams and we have lives here and we have yeah. bills. Yeah. Yeah. So... So do they take it personally when you don't send money? Sometimes, yes. How do you deal with that? I don't say anything. Um, I just tell them that, you know, life is hard now. It's not that easy when you have your own family. So it's I can't send money all the time, mm -hmm. you know, as much as I want. Because we have, we earn money, but we spend, we earn dollars, but we spend dollars too here. Mm, so. Well put. I love that. That's, that's so right. So having your own life here, do you think helping them stops you from reaching your own personal goals? At first, yes. Because we used to, like I used to, me and my sister, we really send a lot of money to them. Like mm -hmm. every paycheck, you know, but... I mean, if I now, if I send the money, it's because I want to help them and I want, I don't want to feel guilty and I'm happy to, to help them because mm. they're my family, but it's not as much anymore. So it doesn't really affect my budget, <laughs> but mm. um, when there's, 
when there's like emergency, like, you know, someone's sick, then that really affects me because it's not just $100 or $200. You know, you're talking about $500, $1,000. And that's mm-hmm. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And do you ever feel like, I don't have to send money to them? They're adults. They can take care of themselves. I say that to my sister a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> my sister has a very good heart, you know. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I send money sometimes to the Philippines because I want her to make, I want to make her happy. Mm. And my sister, you know, would send, you know, my sister sometimes would want to buy something, but she'd rather send it to the Philippines than buying that, you know, perfume that she wants or mm. the bag that she wants. And my sister is a very hardworking person. Mm. So, yeah. So I send money to my brothers because sometimes I want to make, make her happy. Mm-hmm. But what do you tell your sister? Do you like, hey, stop sending money. You got to live your life too. I tell her that every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and what does she say? She say yes, I understand, but you know your brother needs this, and I have extra money. And uh, so I said, I told her like just the other day, we're gonna go on lockdown again. We won't have. I don't even know if I'm gonna work from home. Hmm. So keep whatever you have. You know, don't spend too, don't send too much because it's the holidays. But it's my sister. My sister is um, it's an angel yeah. to the Philippines. <laughs> They're good people, man. I mean, this whoever listens to this, they they will think that we're evil people. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to understand, we have lives here too. Yeah. And yes, I do send money. I you know, I help out, but obviously not as much as your sister does. Mm. As you say like she sends almost every paycheck or, you know. Mm. Yeah. I think because she- well, we think that we're the privileged ones. And we've been through that, you know, hard life. And we know how hard it is. Mm. So that's why we try to give them a little bit of luxury. You know, like mm. going to the restaurant or, um, you know, a big boodle fight for them. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. But sometimes it gets... Like, it's too much sometimes, you know. I know we want to help, but it's life... Life here in Canada, especially on winter, is very hard. Just getting up in the morning and get through that weather to go to work <laughs> is very hard already. Mm-hmm. That's, that's right. And I like when you said that we are the privileged one. Yes, we are the privileged one. However, for your sister, she did something with her life. She sacrificed herself for her to be in the privileged position. Yes. Right? However, the other people, they didn't do shit. Mm-hmm. What? I don't know. This, I, I sound so terrible. But for me, this is my philosophy. I will help you. If you fall in the ravine or a cliff, I will extend my arm. But you got to extend your arm too. Because if you don't extend your arm, buddy, you're dying. Yeah, it's true. I like your philosophy. Yeah. You know, but some people like your saint of a sister is, I mean, they will jump off a cliff, push them to save them. And then she'll just be in the cliff instead of the other person. Mm-hmm. And people like that, I just, I can't understand. Like, I know I understand, but I just like, why? Yeah, she's a saint. My sister is a saint. <laughs> What's her name, your sister? Thelma. Thelma, you're a saint. <laughs> we should contact Vatican and tell them that uh, you should be a saint. <laughs> you know, but uh, again, Thelma and all the thousands, millions of Filipinas that sacrifices themselves to improve their lives and their families' lives. And I don't know, I know most of the listeners doesn't know, but in Filipino culture, it's mostly the women that migrates and usually the men just stays back and just have a good life <laughs> but just because the women they get hired easily compared to men yes because i think they need 
more like someone who has to like clean the house, mm-hmm. nurses, mm-hmm. you know. Exactly, caregivers. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that you have your own family now, right? Mm-hmm. Is your husband French or English? He's Quebecois. He speaks French and English. Mm. But he speaks French more than the English, right? Because he's Quebecois. Uh, yeah, yeah. But at home, we speak um, English more than mm. French. So being in a mixed relationship and coming from different cultures, do you find parenting extra challenging because of that? Yes. You know, we had that issue today. (laughs) 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 Filipinos, I think, I don't know, uh, I'm more like a disciplinary person. Mm -hmm. Um, And my boyfriend um, is more like, it's okay, you know. He gives whatever she wants. He he's like it's okay, you know, just let her be. But me, no, I don't know if that's because I'm a Filipina mom. Mm-hmm. I'm more strict. So that's when, like, today I'm like, no, don't do this. You know, she needs to be disciplined. She needs to learn. She needs to she needs to work for what she wants. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can, she can't just sit around and ask for something it's so hard no <laughs> it's so hard <laughs> what are and, the Fili- sorry go ahead no and you always say that i'm very tough <laughs> with her so <laughs> you should you, you should say thank god i don't hit her <laughs> <laughs> but what are the Filipino values that you would like to make sure that she has? First of all, I want her to be not religious, but have that, um, I wouldn't say fear from God, but believe in God to mm-hmm. be, for her to be a good person. Mm-hmm. You know, as a Filipino, we're a Christian and we're ve- not religious very religious but we're we go to the church every sunday growing up you know mm-hmm. so i want her to have that to believe in god and i want her to value family you know um i don't know because filipino and let's i wouldn't say that the canadian culture is you know when they turn 18 they leave the house Mm -hmm. you know they go on their own Mm -hmm. i don't want her to do that you know i don't care if she stays with me until she's 30 or 35 i don't care (laughs) (laughs) i don't want her to be like that at 18 they already leave the house and go on their own Mm -hmm. no but you're not teaching her independence if that's the case I don't know. It's just I don't want her to be like like the other like the culture here that you leave at 18 because you're you're an adult. Mm -hmm. Again, you're not teaching her independence. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to say. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're you're just being a mom. You're just being protective, right? Yeah. Like I tell my kids too. Hey. When you turn 18, I don't care. You could be 30. You're still living with us. However, there's two rules. It's either you're going to school or you're working. And that work should be something that you actually want to do. Yeah, that's right. You know, not just like laying around and as they say in the Philippines, standby. Mm. Just mooching from money from me and expecting that I will give you money because no. I have money. No. What else do you... Th- what Filipino values do you still want to ensure that she follows? I don't know. Do you make her do the manapo? No. In the beginning, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no. Okay. I, I do. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I do. But, in, but with Filipino only. Okay. If, she, if they go with my wife's family, obviously I won't do that, right? Because that's not their culture. So mm-hmm. if they go to my family... I make sure they do the manapo. Wow, that's really nice. Wow. Yeah. I mean, 
I don't force them to do like completely Filipino because they're not completely Filipinos, but there are values that I'd like to keep. Like you said, like uh, respect family, mm-hmm. love fam- the family, number one, everything. Yes. Forget about it. So does she speak Filipino, your, your daughter? No. Why do you, do you did not teach her? I tried, but I don't know, maybe, no, I tried, but um, it didn't work. So <laughs> now, now I, um, you know, I watch Filipino movies and like um, Filipino movies with her. Mm. So she, sometimes me and my sister would talk to each other and then she understands. Mm. But no, she doesn't, she doesn't, she doesn't speak the language. Why do you think Filipinos doesn't force their kids to speak the language? You know how the Chinese, the Arabs, whatever culture, they make sure they, their kids speaks the language. How come Filipinos doesn't do that? I don't know. I don't know really. Do you think because, you know, in the Philippines, if you speak English, you're social, you're high level? Mm, maybe. Yeah, mm. that could be it. But for me, it's just because I speak we speak the English and French more at home. Hmm. So if maybe there's someone else who speaks Tagalog at home, then probably she would pick up better. Hmm. You know? That's not always true. Really? My sister and her husband, they're yeah. both Filipino. They speak Filipino at home. Yeah. Their kids doesn't speak it. Okay. But one of her kids understands fully. Like we could have a conversation in Tagalog and he will understand. Okay. He won't say, he won't speak, but he understands fully. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's happening to my daughter now. Oh, you that's know? good. She would understand, but she, she can't say it. Mm. So we talk about the Filipino values. Is there a Canadian parenting value that you prefer over a Filipino value? No, I don't know. I didn't haven't really thought about it. Mm-hmm. I like the independence idea. Independence? Yeah, like they make them very independent. Mm-hmm. You know how in the Philippines, they're like, we babies are babies. That's me. Yeah, exactly. In here, they're like, yeah, do your thing. Oh, you're two years old. You need to be potty trained. Yeah, that's true. I like that in a way. But again, what I do is I always, whatever I'm comfortable with, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the potty train. I never force my kids to potty train. Mm. Like I know when they're ready, when they're ready, then I will, then we'll do it. Mm-hmm. Do you do the same thing or you just full out Filipino? <laughs> full out Filipino. 100, <laughs> 101%. Yes. Well, does your husband or boyfriend has a problem with that or is okay with that? No, because he's the same. I don't know. He's the same way too. He's actually worse, I think, because he gives her everything. Like mm. Kay, they even they even sleep together now. Like, you know, she... <laughs> They're very close. Very close. Very close. Like I'm the, mm. bad, the bad one all the time. So... <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> so... All right, let's let's leave your family behind and let's focus on you. So recently you went through this drastic change and that is <laughs> when you decide to take care of yourself and lose all the weight. Not, not all the weight, okay? All right. Well, Calm a down. lot of weight. <laughs> what made you decide that? Because of COVID. <laughs> well, at first I started on January and because I was, I was having a lot of pain, abdominal pain, headache, mm. back pain. At one point, I was going up the stairs. I couldn't breathe, you know, mm. and I said, no, that's it. So I started January. It was hard. But then COVID, hit, COVID comes. That's when I got more <laughs> serious because I had to do exercise every day. I have to, you know, eat healthy Mm. and that's how i started how like how did you start did you write a program do you follow a a diet uh, program 
I'm doing um I don't follow anything. Um I started um doing intermittent fasting. Mm. You don't eat for 14 16 hours cuz when you do I'm not a not really expert about it. It's just mm. I, what I know is when you, you when you do intermittent fasting when you don't eat for certain time your body uses the fat that you have in your in your body for energy mm-hmm. so now it burns the fat as energy so that's how you lose the weight and you don't eat i i started um avoiding carbs and you know as filipino not eating rice was torture for me in the beginning but i got through it and i exercised um almost every day um when we were on lockdown i was home for a few months so i was able to do two hours of tabata or high intensity training when i have all the energy mm. and then i still go out for a bike um i go for a walk mm-hmm. and while doing intermittent fasting imagine not eating in the morning mm. till like late in the afternoon and you still have and i still had energy for two hours of tabata so that's how i lost about 25 30 pounds Ooh, yeah but man. now it's 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 an issue again for me now because i had to go back to work so you know you're running every day you have to drop your kid to the school you have mm-hmm. to get ready go to work 9 to 5 go home prepare everything so i told myself it, if i don't do if i don't exercise i would end up going back to where i where i was so oh, now, please don't yeah so now what i do is i would wake up at 5 in the morning 5:30 and i do at least if i'm lucky an hour of exercise Beast. before yeah before i start the day it's wow. hard it's hard but after you know after that one hour early in the morning you feel better health yeah especially when you're fitting in those old clothes <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> wow. i save money <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i'm i'm so proud of you Thank when you. you started this journey and i was kind of like man and i one time i remember one time you were eating like a bowl of salad i'm like and you look at me like it's so hard <laughs> and i said i know but yeah. you got to do it do it anyway <laughs> i know i know you. thank you thank you so majority of filipino women are notorious for forgetting to take care of themselves once they get married and have kids yeah we even have a term for it called los yang Yeah. Why do you think it's hard for Filipinas to stay fit or lose weight after they have kids? Because for me, I think Filipinas were very like the we're like when we when we become mothers, all we think about is our family, the kids, mm-hmm. take care of them. That's that's our lives. But then you forget to take care of yourself. So mm-hmm. I think that's why because mm-hmm. you want to take care of them 24/7 that you forget about taking care of yourself you know even putting lipstick on <laughs> you don't want to do that anymore. Mhm. Yeah, that makes sense. However, they forget that to take care of yourself is actually taking care of them too. Yes, that's true. You know, that's true. Like, that's that's why I I did that. I started that journey too because I know that if ever covid hits my home I should be the one who has to take care of them not mm. the one that gets hit badly and on the bed 24/7 mm. I should be strong and deal with it and take care of my family Mhm wow yeah that makes sense however let me just tell you you grew up in Manila you're going to be fine <laughs> 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 virus doesn't <laughs> exist yeah <laughs> with a dirty river and <laughs> yeah, yeah it's true <laughs> so 
being in this position of losing weight, feeling healthy, can you give any advice to mommies or even daddies that would like to get back in shape and start feeling healthy and taking care of themselves? You know, if you really want to take care of your family, that's true. Start with your yourself. You know, eat healthy. I know it's hard, but we have to do it because, you know, for me, I lost my mom and my dad at an early age. And that mm. is something that I don't want my daughter to to experience without parents because my parents were very sick i don't want my daughter to grow up without mom and daddy so that's why i took i take care of myself i want to be healthy as much as i can it's hard but we have to do it it's not for ourselves only but it's also for our family for our kids well said well said all right i have one question because we're getting there. Let's close it out with this one. And I love this question. If you win the lottery, would you move back to the Philippines or stay in Canada still? I would still stay in Canada because we have very good benefits here. <laughs> well, no, you win the lottery. You're a millionaire. How, how, many, how much? <laughs> oh, I don't know. 50 million, let's say. I would still stay in Canada. But um, I would go to the Philippines every winter. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. You're good? Yeah. We did it all? Mm-hmm. All right, perfect. Again, Alma, I want to thank you for doing the podcast. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. Again, Alma, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, listeners. As always, this is Erin Deliosa for An Immigrant's Life. I'll see you guys later.